0: How can I be the manager and the coach at the same time? And this question we will explore deeper in today's Power Hour. And while I'm going to play the introduction video and audio, you can have a question and think about for yourself, well, what experience do you have around coaching? And then we can have a few answers here in the chat. So let's get started today. Welcome to the Power Hour. Your hour, where you can find out what is holding you back. Your hour, where you can find things where you can be better. Your hour, where you find new ways how you can lead your team to success. Or your hour, where you can have a breakthrough and do things totally differently. This is your Power Hour with me. I am Coach Colin, and I am the skipper on your journey in mastering your leadership. So let's get started. So, welcome to today's Power Hour around the topic How can I coach my team when I am their manager? And take a look at the questions here, which I'm going to ask you right at the introduction. How much coaching a week do you normally get? And just to make sure that the audio is working fine, just type a number into the chat and I'll copy it over onto the screen so that we can have an idea around, well, how much coaching do we get so I'm going to just stand here, wait for a second and see how the different elements um, pop in there. And I am going to see how things happen. And at the same time, I'm going to make it, copy it over onto the screen. So here we have some of the first answers. It's, it's half an hour every other week. Which is good. And here's another one where it says one hour a week. That is also one hour bi-weekly, which is terrific. And another one says nothing. Okay. Here we've got a few answers and another one coming in here. It's about one hour every month. As we see, there's a big spread in how we deal with coaching and how much coaching we get. Um, And the next question here, which I would like you just to pop into the chat while we go along. And that is, well, what is your experience you've had with coaching? Because we will look into that and see how that works for you as a manager and how we can be better at that. Because it could be, that you um that you think your team could be more successful and, successful and that's why you want to give them more coaching it uh, it could also be that you may see um an individual who is struggling with their performance and you know they could do better you see sometimes you even see that um you are measured for the success and perhaps Success for you means achieving or exceeding the goals and the set targets. And you're wondering, well, how can you do that? Or you feel that you have told them before what is expected but and what could change, but somehow you're not really getting the traction. And you would like to find another way how to address things with your people. And you're looking to see what coaching really can do. And in that case, you have come to the right place because... Just imagine, if you could get through to the people properly, what could happen? Wouldn't that be amazing? If you could, you know, if you could help them see things differently, not only your way, but even another way, how much better could your team perform? Or let's think about what if you had a way to encourage your team to do things differently and then actually start doing it? That is why... Coaching has a huge benefit for for you as a manager to see well how can i how can I change my role between being a manager and being a leader and that is what we're going to look in today because we will get to know what the challenges are in the different roles as a manager and as a coach and uh, you'll see how your daily role as a manager actually influences the ability. And perhaps even limits your success in coaching. And you will get some ideas how to change that. And I will share a tool with you that will help you structure your next coaching conversation. And finally, in the end, I will share one thing that I have found that if you master that in every moment, it is actually like the basis to become an even better coach. Now, coaching is, you know, very important for us right now because there are many reasons why coaching has become very urgent. Because, you know, we have to increase sales and we're looking for new customers and we're looking to find ways to, to increase our efficiency. And when you're doing all these new things, sometimes people get a little overwhelmed. Um, It's like, they need the courage to do things that they have not done before. And that is really where coaching can play a role for you. Because coaching typically can help people to see the bigger picture, the overview. It's, it's like they can, t- they can get out of the hole where they're stuck and they get a better view of, of what is happening around them. And as a coach, you might even... You can even inspire people to do a little extra, to do a little more and to go a little further because you can create that confidence in the people. And as a coach, you can even share some tools and some experience so that they can be more efficient and effective in what they do. And specifically, coaches can help you to create your own game plan so that you feel you have things under control. And finally, but not least, I think coaches can really challenge you to be a better you and show you the progress that you're making so that you stay on that path. And I have a little story around coaching, which I would like to share with you. This was many years back. I was doing training in a location and we were in this classroom and we were getting prepared for a role play and you know for many people doing a role play is actually quite challenging because many of these people when we put them in role play they feel like they've never done this before and they they get actually really quite scared and fearful around such a situation and there was one after the break when we were going to start doing the role play there was one person who came up to see to me and said um Colin you have to talk to Jim because Jim doesn't want to do the role play so I thought oh well okay let's let's go and talk to Jim so Jim was standing there amongst all the others so I asked him well what's happening tell me what's going on and Jim faced me and said, "I'm not going to do this role play. Um, I have sworn to myself I will never do any of these types of role plays ever again." And I could feel like all the other people in the room—they had like eyes on me. They were going to watch me, how the coach was going to handle the situation. And of course, I felt a little un. Uh, uneasy because I suddenly felt that I had to perform in that situation I had to find that situation and and really get this person to do it and get Jim to do the role play and um, but I realized in this environment it was not going to work so I said to Jim come on let's let's take a moment and go outside so Jim and I went outside and I asked him again. So now that we're outside and everybody is, you know, is inside working, we are amongst ourselves. So I said, please tell me, Jim, what's happening? And Jim told me this amazing story from from a previous job that he had, that the manager had forced him to go and visit a country and do a presentation around the product that it was dealing with. And he felt totally unprepared. And he didn't do a very good job during the during the presentation around the the product um, in front of the customers. But what was even worse when he came home, that his manager criticised him for doing such a bad job. And Jim's rule here was: he said, "I am never going to do anything unprepared." And this feels like so totally unprepared. So I said, "Jim, I totally get it. I had things." I had to do things unprepared. And it is, it is not this exercise. It has got nothing to do about putting people out there so that we can criticize them and telling them how bad they are. These role plays, we do them so that you can try out things in a different way. And we realize, I said, we realize that you're not going to be perfect. But I said, it's a big opportunity for you to take the chance and just try it out. And if you think that you don't want to take this opportunity, that you um, would like to pass it by, I said, I'm good with that. I'm not going to force anybody to do something where they feel uncomfortable. And it is your decision, Jim. You can take this decision by yourself, whether you want to take the opportunity or not. No hard feelings. It is your choice. And with that, I left Jim standing outside and returned back to the group. And it did take very long. When Jim came back into the classroom, we were getting prepared for the first role plays. And he was actually had a different posture. He was standing there um, looking at his stuff and looking at me. He was a different man. And he just put his thumbs up and signaled to me, I'm going to do it. And when he did this role play, he was actually very good at doing his role play. He had the courage to do things differently. And it really... You know, you could see him taking the challenge and living up to that challenge. And everybody looked at me afterwards and said, how did you do that? And this is a story what coaching can really achieve. And at that moment, I would like you to add into the chat window perhaps some comments around what is your experience around coaching, whether your situation where you've been a coach or Whether you've had coaching, share here on the chat and I will copy it over. What has been your experience in coaching? Write it in the chat and I will copy it over into the windows so that everybody can see it. What has been your experience in coaching? And if you don't have, if you haven't had any experience, that is good to write that too. And here's the first one. It has been a focused conversation. Not more, somebody said. Okay. That is quite okay. Um, And I'm waiting for another one to come in. I want to just format this. And the next one is, coaching is an art and science. Coachee and coach should have clear vision about task, and otherwise it will lead to operational discussions. I can f- totally feel where this one is coming from because that is our challenge. And we are going to talk about this today a little bit because that is our challenge around coaching is that We are so invested in our business goals and that is the most important thing that we want to coach about. And here's another one. It says, we were only focused on results. And even this is a trap we like to go into. And another one said, okay, no experience. That's fine. I'm good with that. So we will have a look to see in these things, well, how can we turn coaching in already, create the basis for a more positive experience for your employees and your and your people? First of all, let's have a look to see what the challenge is about because between you as a manager and your role as a coach. And that is where very easily we can have a look at some cliches between well what is really the manager's behavior and here you can see well typically a manager focuses on results and that is why he will be or she will be judging the actions that people take um, they will be placing demands on people to do things they will rely on their position and authority which happens quite often they issue an ultimatum get something done by a certain amount of time very often they say I, they use the word i because they have to achieve a result they use people to reach goals and results that take credit and i know this is a cliche this is a very bad manager and i'm not i'm quite sure you're not one of those but i'm just drawing the picture here so that we can see the difference between the light and the shadow and here's the shadow side for sure and um, the manager will will place the uh, blame somewhere and it might say say go and do something and they set the rules my way is uh, is the way and on the other hand let's have a look to see well what would be a coach's approach be and then already you can see the difference and i'm quite sure between the two there will also be a lot of gray zone but the coach will be focusing on the person the coach will be trusting people they rely on goodwill they um, generate enthusiasm. It's not so much the focus on, on the role and use their authority and perhaps set an ultimatum. But on the other side, they create enthusiasm. They, they talk about talk about we as, as part of, they are part of this game and they develop people. They share and give the credit if somebody's put in the effort. They accept the blame and they say, let's go. And they strengthen unity. And you, as I see, you see quite a big difference in the approach. And as I said, I don't want to draw anything onto the black side and 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 pinpoint anybody, say you're far too far on the manager side. No, no, but this is typical approaches where you can say, this is on one side, the manager behavior, which is focused on the results, committed to the results. And on the other side, the coach who is focusing on the person and on the performance. And this is where the principal difference is. A manager is concerned about the business results and a coach is engaged in the whole individual. Let's say this again slowly. The ma- a manager is concerned about the business results and a coach is concerned in the whole individual. Now, whether your direct report your employee your team whether they perceive you to be more a manager or more a coach is totally and entirely up to them but we can have a little discussion here and i would like to think about something and put that into the chat window because this becomes then very important is well what really drives that perception Perhaps you can add some suggestions of behaviors where you could say, well, the difference between a manager and a coach is driven by the behavior that you show in that conversation or in that situation. So what drives this perception? What do you think? And you can add some comments here into the chat window. What do you think drives on one side the manager's perception? The perception that my boss is the manager and on return what drives then the perception of actually this person is coaching me right now let's see what you have share it in the chat and I will copy it into the window And here's the first one. They um, they ask open questions. That is very true. And what type of open questions would they ask? Around the values, around the reasons. Exactly. And I'll pop that in here as well. Perhaps the motivation or around why things were done. I think this is a good one. Um, however, you'll have to be careful about the why. Because if you ask too many questions about why, you become questioning, which means all of a sudden you're treading over onto the other side as to questioning and challenging somebody. And here's another comment, and it says, just copy that over, if you allow them to speak instead of talking to, brilliant comment. Let's see if we can have one more. And here's another one coming. Um, just pop that in here, which is encourage their ideas and active listening is key it says here brilliant yes that is also one of those points that really make the difference are you talking making the point or are you allowing the other person to speak and showing interest is is of course one of those key elements here as well and I'll put that one showing interest and again whether you are perceived to be a coach or not or whether you're perceived to be the manager or not, is entirely up to the other person. So let's see what we can do to influence that, because I have created here two lists, and you might want to pop those um, into your, your chat window and take screenshots. Two lists where I think you have the opportunity to influence that perception quite a lot. And the first list here is about your physical preparation and in the physical preparation i mean where do you take um this conversation to remember my story my conversation i took it out of the room i took it out of that um that peer pressure out of the meeting where everybody was standing around watching us i took it into a private place and that is part of the physical preparation that you can take because you can you can take away all the manager's symbols of your office, your desk, your 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 pose, um, and and take it into another place. You can you can, and this is interesting. Typically, what will happen is when you take yourself out of the manager's position and environment, you're going to put yourself into. A situation where you're outside of your of your comfort zone. And this is exactly somebody's confirming here. We have teams sitting far away. We have to do coaching session through GoToMeeting. And it's a question actually how to handle this. Well, as again, uh all to, to be to start with, definitely you're not having that environment of an office because you can imagine and it's got nothing to do with you as a person but you can imagine that manager's office where you are sitting has history that meeting that you typically book where you have your coaching meeting can have a history. And you're not in control of that history. It could be that in that room, people got fired. It could be that in that room, people got criticized about performance that had not appeared. And people remember that. And when they come into that room, that perception of what typically happens in that room sticks with you. So you want to get out of that. You want to sit somewhere in private. You want to create some kind of comfortable setting. If you're online... Perhaps you want to rather than do it in a go-to meeting perhaps you want to do a telephone call something out of the out of the ordinary out of the typical frame of manager employee call perhaps rather than you have to think about well normally when you have like like call in meetings who calls Do you call? Do they call? Just by changing the routine that you call them for a coaching meeting already sets the scene that you are interested to coach them versus there's a subordinate calling their manager. Small changes out of the pattern of how do we normally behave between a manager and a direct report can make a big difference. In the setting, in sitting in a meeting room, small things can even change that you just sit on the same side as the employee or round the corner versus um, facing them. You could simply change the perspective by going round. And I know going round, sitting from the other side, it's a challenge when you do these things online. You could, you could play some music. Yeah, you can... You've got your microphone there. Perhaps you can find a way like we have doing here and we play some music in the background just to ease the situation at the beginning. And it just goes like this. I just press a button and I can play some music. It can change the atmosphere of how this meeting starts. On the other side, You can also create, um, is a comment here, but but then how do you create the urge of having coaching? We'll come into that. I'll park that question, really, very brilliant uh, question here, and if I may park that. The second thing, when it's about the preparation, on one side we've got the physical preparations where you can think about, okay, how can I break the pattern? of what we're usually doing and let's have a look at the mental preparation because there are many things that you as a coachee, uh sorry as the coach you can prepare and the first thing that you can prepare is of course imagine that the people can do it because this is one of the biggest changes that coaches actually have when they start coaching their people they are totally convinced that the person has the ability, has the qualification, has the capability to do it. They create trust in even verbally reconfirming. I know you can do it. I've seen you do it in other occasions. I've seen you doing it in in other situations with other customers. Creating the rapport means that creating the same level of speed, of talking, intensity, sitting, some people ask me, well, how can I create rapport on the telephone? And I remember one exercise we did actually a hidden telephone call between two people um, behind the wall and we were observing both people separately around their posture, their sitting and their mimics on the phone. It was amazing to see how much aligned their posture became after a certain while. So, with the tonality of your voice and the questions you ask and the way you sit, whether you're interested and engaged or whether you lean back and you sort of start rocking your chair and you don't become so interested anymore, there's a lot of information that flows with our voice, which you should be aware of. You can, you can ask what they have learned and you can as you have trust that the people can fix it rather than giving suggestions you can ask them how you can how they could fix something if um, it hasn't been perfect and you can encourage their courage and their way of fixing it you can share the progress that you've seen so that they get the feeling that there is somebody standing at their side seeing the effort that they're putting in and specifically you can see the the changes that you see in the people. And all these effects give the people the feeling that actually what I'm doing, the changes that I'm doing, they are worthwhile. Somebody is seeing the effort that I'm putting in there. And when somebody is seeing the effort, that is already the first step that they would like to have more of that, because nothing is... Nothing is more encouraging and appreciative for people if they realize that people see the efforts that they're doing. Specifically, is if it is about, of course, moving forward, doing things differently, t- doing things in a new way. And that is where we want them to go because we want them to take a journey towards new levels of results. So, if we think about coaching then, and we think about coaching. What is really coaching? And coaching is is on one side, of course, the the balance the challenge between what we're doing as as a manager and what and a coach. But specifically, coach is engaged in the whole individual. And this is a this is an era where we have to spend some time and think about that in greater detail. So, what does it really mean being engaged in the whole person? Because you know, people do certain actions and these actions, they should lead to certain results. And as a manager, of course, you're interested to see those results because this is something you're measuring, whether it's in sales results, whether it is in revenues, whether it is in, um, in, in the, the EBIT that you're getting back, whether it's in certain products that you, you achieve to sell. These are the results that you'd want to see. But what really drives then the individual? And first of all, we should have a look to see and say, "Well, okay, to be able to achieve certain and do certain actions successfully, there's a certain amount of competence that is required, and that competence is consisting of knowledge, things that people know um there is a certain skill that is associated to this knowledge that so that people can add you know one and one and create two out of it. They can draw conclusions." This is determined as skills, and when they start to do these things then they can then there's a certain practice that they need to invest in so that they can hone their skills and be better at doing that and the last input to 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 the competence is actually the experience so when they start doing things and they're doing things over and over the and you put these these actions into a different environment, in different customers, in different markets, around different products you're selling, then you gather experience. And you can imagine that somebody who has the um, the competence, which is knowledge and skills, somebody who has the ability, meaning that you're adding the practice onto it, and somebody who's then, when you add the experience, is capable of doing something, they actually have, create successful actions and they're able to create better results but these are lots of things that are very very hard to to see to judge which means that already when it's around the capability of a person this is where you can start asking questions well what do you know about these things How would you combine the two situations to analyze more around the competence? What practice have you had in doing one thing or the other thing? And what experience have you had doing this in different types of situations? Which means already you can show interest around the capability of the person, which opens up to a totally different set of questions, open questions and active listening that already has a huge impact on how you are being perceived as a manager because these these are already the elements where you can transition into becoming a, a coach but what else is there around this person as a whole individual because there's another layer that you will want to consider as a coach because people have naturally have feelings and being being happy and being joyful or being stressed and being you know determined is a resource That feeling is part of the resources that people have. Beliefs are an element of the resources that the people have. Remember the story about Jim where he said, I will never do anything unprepared again? That was a belief that he had, which had a huge impact on the attitude he was displaying in that situation because with that belief, I'm never going to do this again, you can imagine that that person was very resentful and very um, determined not to do it and he was objecting against this way of doing things all based on the feeling that he had at one time and that was something I could see in his behavior but I didn't understand why and that is where I could ask questions to understand and explore more around what are the feelings that this person had and what were the beliefs that they came up and I could totally respect those beliefs and say well in such a situation of course i would deal in the same way and i'm not forcing you to do anything and you might want to take a screenshot of these and i'll put them into upload them into the show notes of course for the power hour because this allows you a totally different perspective of looking at the person at the whole individual asking questions and understanding where they're coming from Now, the next point that I would like to share with you is is really perhaps one of the challenges that you have as a manager in in breaking out of that manager's pattern and stepping out. And after being curious around the individual person as a whole, is stepping out of your comfort zone as a manager and stepping into the role as a coach. Because a coach... When they engage in the whole person, they accept the whole person. And what does that mean? A coach accepts. And that means they accept the people's goals. They accept their resources. You can even say they accept their plan and they accept the actions of that person. And now as a manager, you're going to ask yourself, but wait a second, do I accept that? Can I accept their goals? I've got results that I have to deliver on. So how can I accept their goals? How can I accept the, the resources that they see? How can I accept their plan if I know that the plan is not going to work? And this is where you feel already the struggle between you being the manager and the coach. Because... The coach learns to coach the whole person, not the topic. And that is why you will find that when you do coaching, you will want to single out and you would want to put the, the operational topics aside because you will want to focus on the person and not the topics of how to move forward, which means that the coach will if they focus on the person and the person says, well, these are my goals, this is what I want to achieve and this is how I expect I want to go forward, of course, you would never have an issue with accepting it. In fact, it is the prerequisite to make coaching work because it builds trust and confidence in that relationship. Because on the other hand, if you would not accept the goals, what would you be doing? You would be judging and judging is the, is the first perception that people have when they look at the manager. Because judging comes out of that position of judging people, judging results, judging the performance. But the coach doesn't. So how can you create the balance here? Because the coach actually takes a different tool after that the coach mentally accepts the goals and accepts the resources and accepts their plan and accepts their their actions, the coach has another resource that they can use. And that is the challenge. Because they can challenge, and there's a big difference between challenging and judging, they can challenge, of course, the person. Well, is this goal everything that you can give? If you're a team player and everybody's... Fighting to achieve the, the, the result that you're expected to and everybody's contributing to the most do you think this is the most that you can contribute to how do you think your colleagues will feel if they see that you are uh, might you know sandbagging might be taking it easy a little bit when it's about the ambitions that you have and also the the belief that this person can do more has a huge impact element into whether you challenge this person in the sense of whether you challenge their goals or whether you challenge the person to do more because you can say well I totally believe you can do more because I've seen you do more in other cases and that is the first thing that you can do you can challenge their ambition and build the trust and say I totally know you can do more and that is where you can have a discussion, you can have a coaching around, well, just assume for a moment you were going to increase your ambition. What other goal could you achieve? What new levels of goals could you achieve? And this way you can create the balance between trusting and believing that the person can do it and at the same time challenging their ambition, challenging their perspective on what is easy and what is hard. Remember, Jim, his belief that you would never do anything again without being prepared, you can challenge that belief. And you can be there perhaps and make them feel safe so that they feel, well, okay, I can do something without being perfectly prepared because I have a backup. And already you're challenging and changing their perspective. You can challenge their capability Perhaps they are ignoring the fact that they've got great experience in their private life doing things in a different way, which they're not used to doing in the business. And of course, you can challenge their conclusions, whether things appear easy or difficult. You see, when you talk about coaching and you start Googling about coaching, you suddenly realize that there is a lot around coaching that we can take from big coaches like Coach John Wooden, one of the biggest basketball and renowned basketball coaches in in America, born in 19, 1910, lived to be nearly 100. And he was the biggest basketball player, head coach of University of California at Los Angeles. And he won 10 national championships in a 12-year period. Can you imagine that? 10 teams in 12 years. And his... I listened to an interview that he um, was giving Tony Robbins and his perception of success was, it was not the achievement of goals, but success is a peace of mind which is a direct result of self-satisfaction and knowing you did your best to become the best you are capable of becoming. And that is where challenging plays a role. Not criticizing, not judging, but challenging. And the trust that you have in the person to say, I know you can do better. So how can we do that then in the conversation, in the routine? I'm going to share with you now um, a few steps of a coaching routine, which I found is, is very valuable because it allowed me to find then the right balance of where I would want to spend time in coaching. Because coaching is an ongoing series of, Of work related interactions with the purpose of changing an employee's behavior to be more successful. So, already success means here not achieving the results, but success means for them to develop so that they can use all the resources they have, all their capabilities, believe in their actions and their plan, and do things without hesitation. And I'm saying that with all the energy behind it because can you imagine? how much time is lost because people don't have the confidence in their plans they don't feel confident in their actions and they're they're testing and checking again and again to see am i doing the right thing this is perhaps the most important thing that you can inspire and put into your into your team is the trust and the belief that they can achieve and the sequence that we're going to I'm going to share with you very quickly is called the grow model because that is what coaching is about because coaching makes people grow to be more successful, to grow to be that version of themselves that they can, they can be and they can become. And, and growing starts naturally with the goals. And when we are reminded about what the goal really is and we can clarify with our coachee what change is needed, already this clarification can have a huge impact around their perspective of how they do things. And typically in coaching, you're spending most of the time around clarifying the goal and what needs to happen right now. And even if it's only 10-minute conversation, 20-minute conversation, it is always the question, well, okay, well, what is it you need to achieve right now? What does it need to change right now? And that is the goal. And then you can ask and expand about the reality to understand more well what is really happening what do you see why do you think that is happening and what what is possible and i learned that in this phase phase you have the opportunity as a manager to share some of your experience and your perspective because you can ask your 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 direct report and 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 with a question like Would you like to know how I see the things? Would you like to see from a distance what the perspective looks like? And you can even ask the the coachee a question like, well, imagine you were in my position. What would you see and what resources would you think there would be available in this type of situation? You can turn these things around. And when the people say, yes, I would like to know your perspective and your view of things, then you can share your experience and your perspective because if you share your view without the permission of the coachee all of a sudden your coaching conversation turns into the manager subordinate conversation that small thing of asking that question are you curious to understand how I see things makes a big difference and when the people understand the reality already when you've spent most of the time clarifying what the goal is and they can understand the reality already in their minds they have options that are developing uh where they can understand what could be done and what is the best thing to do and they can judge a little what could happen if i do a and what could happen if i could b um and out out of that they can they can they can anchor the option to move forward and finally Finally, you can tie it all together and you can plan and get the confirmation to act so that the people leave there and and with the confidence and also the commitment, yes, I'm going to do this. And again, this is an interesting point where things change versus... A manager's meeting, because very often you will realize that the manager's meeting, when somebody is sitting in a meeting with a team and everybody is discussing about the different options and you come to a conclusion saying, okay, that's it, now we know what we're going to do. Typically, typically the meeting ends at that point and everybody leaves the meeting because t- normally time is up and everybody believes that everybody's going to do the right thing and they adjourn to the water fountain or to a, to a cup of tea or the coffee in the hallway and all of a sudden you realize that nobody is really quite in agree of what is the next step and what should be done and where the motivation is to really change something. And that is where the coaching session can really bring the twist around, well, come on, tell me, what is the next thing you're going to do? What is your plan? How can I be part of that plan? Meaning, how can you share with me that you are actually progressing and moving forward? And when the people start progressing, this is where you want to be there as a coach so that you can use one of the powerful coaching behaviors and you can encourage the people to to um when you've seen the changes happen, you can you can highlight their progress that you've made. You have you can highlight the efforts that they're doing. And when you do that and strengthen that, you'll realize that people like it. They love to have their efforts and their progress to be seen and encouraged by their manager. And that is why it will create more the urge of getting back into this coaching conversation and this coaching situation because they they feel good about what is happening. And so these are typical for the four steps of a very well-known grow method. It's about the goals, the reality, the options and the willingness to do something. And this is how you then change the behavior because in the end it is not about what people know it is what about people do and let's have a look to see what what you're doing right now because i would like you of course to share and ask some questions this is the opportunity where you can type something into the chat and i will answer some questions i won't t- say who's asking the question just to make you feel safe but i will answer the questions that you have asked so i will give you a moment or two to um, write in a question and I can press a button and play a little music and if you want and if you want to ask a live question that is also great just activate your microphone and I will call on you Now, I have a question here in the chat, which um, I would like to read out. How to generate the urge of having coaching? Well, already, well, um, the difference between a manager's meeting where you typically judge and you review, or review operational situations, we've got enough of those. So the question is, well, how can you make the, how can you yourself create this, coaching environment that coaching feeling so that the person the predominant feeling that the person would want to have and would want to get when they leave that coaching session is a high five yes i'm gonna do this and the next coaching session is like a fist bump and you say i saw you do it and it is great if you can create a coaching session with that atmosphere with your employees I'm quite sure that they will see, they will want more of it and they will be waiting for, for the next coaching session where they can tell what they did and what they changed and you can share what you saw them do differently and you can give yourself each other high five and say, we're on the right track, we totally believe that we're going to change this that is the atmosphere that is the encouragement that you would want to have and if you feel crazy doing it it is and that is where you want to be if you feel that you're going to have goosebumps around your your neck um and and your, and your arms and you feel you're already sweating because you're going you're going to do something stupid that you've never done before that is exactly where you want to be so that you're as far away as your management managers behavior as you can ever can be so that the the person realizes that this is not my manager in this session. This is my coach and the people will want more of it. You can add more questions here in the chat and I'll have one eye on the chat. And of course, you can also activate your microphone um, at, at ease. And in the meantime, I've got another question here, which I'm reading up, which I got on an email And somebody said, coaching is great. We have a good talk. We have a great coaching session. And then nothing seems to happen. How can I ensure that the agreement and the actions from the coaching are actually done? I think this is a very common situation. Because we we feel like in that we had this understanding that, yes, we're going to do these things. But then we don't see it. And, well, how does it work? Again... Coaching is is helping people with their thinking while you're focused on the ideal outcome. And that is really the essence of a coaching conversation. It's about helping people with their thinking while staying focused on the ideal outcome. And that is where, first of all, you want to connect that willingness to do something, excuse me, that willingness to do something towards the outcome. Because only when they see why they want to do something and they see what this can give for themselves, that is where their own motivation is sitting to actually do something. And the second thing is that you would want to make sure to make this happen is, of course, you want to leave that meeting, as I just said, with that confidence that they can do it. And the third thing that you really want to make sure is that you will want to follow up on the progress, so that commitment that that person gave you in that meeting that high five I'm going to do it is followed up because if you don't follow up, who' else, who is going to follow up? the coach follows up, and even if you if you get the feeling that wait a second, I didn't see the person doing it right yet, I'm going to wait another couple of days, no, get on the phone and said. Hey, you know that coaching meeting, coaching session we had 10 days ago? You said you were going to do. And I would like to follow up because I would like to know how it went. Share with me. How did it go? And if the person said, oh, I haven't got round to it, you can do a miniature coaching session right there to relive that commitment that they gave to understand how that was, how was that connected to the outcome? And why is it so important to do that moment? And then in the next coaching session, the first thing you would want to do is, of course, reconnect how did it go how did you feel about doing it what did you learn and then you fist bump high fives, great excellent now let's move on to the next topic so whether people <laughs> whether they follow up on their follow through on their com- on their commitment is also depending on what the coach does how interested the coach is and how curious they are in making sure that things happen because this is the difference between the manager and the coach. The manager is interested in the result and the coach is interested in the efforts and the actions that people put in. See how simple it was. It might have looked very black and white at the beginning, but in essence, this is where the difference is. Now, the last thing that I'm going to share with you um, is, is right here. What is, what is then the last thing that I said at the beginning? You would want to learn and challenge yourself to become a great coach. And this is perhaps built into our DNA. Something that is, you're going to hit the boundary every time. Whether it is with sitting in, the, you can already train it while you're sitting in a meeting with, with other employees. Because we actually, as as managers, we are actually paid to judge. And this automatic judging of actions, of results, of plans, and whatever it is, it's so deeply rooted in our behavior that this is actually limiting ourselves in becoming good coaches. Which means that, if you were to able to make yourself free of judging others, you could, you could become a great coach. So the first step to become a great coach is the suspension of your judgment of others. Because any time you listen to somebody's suggestion, any time you listen to somebody's goal or ambition, any time you listen to somebody's view of what they see in the world anytime you listen to somebody's ideas how they would like to plan or the actions that they would want want to take every time you have a little judge sitting on your shoulder thinking i would have done that differently this is not going to be good enough this is not going to work they're going to see that this is going to make make them work harder or we're going to lose the customer won't achieve the results and every time when that little judge voice comes on your shoulder, you know where you are because you're in the manager role. And when you hear that voice as a coach, you want to shut it off and say, with a smile, that sounds like a great idea. How would that follow through? So the first step to becoming a great coach is the suspension of your judgment of others. And with this, I would like to close for today I would like to thank you very much for your interest in the challenge between being a manager and a coach. And this is really where it starts. How can you make that balance between your typical roles and behaviors as you have a manager? You might want to write down what these are and you could even take note of, well, how could you do exactly the opposite of these types of behaviors you have as a manager yourself or you see other managers doing and make a list of those behaviors that would be exactly the opposite and start using those in the situation where you have a coaching conversation. And that is where the people will see that this is going to be different, that actually my manager is coaching me and believes in me and trusts in me. And if you want to know more about coaching sessions, of course, we have other power hours. How can I find time for coaching, which is going to be for us who are very tied up into different types of operational questions, going to be very important, specifically if you're sales managers. How can I observe my people and find a topic for coaching is um, absolutely relevant. And then we're going to have Steve Talbot stepping in on the revelation meetings and we will continue through october is how can i observe and address things that really matter i hope you enjoyed the coaching session today and make this monday your best monday ever thank you very much and enjoy what you're doing and trust in your people goodbye for today goodbye for now have a great week This was the Power Hour with me, Coach Colin, the skipper to your leadership. And if you found something interesting during this Power Hour, why not just go over and press like? Or even share it with one of your peers, because we all want to be better. And it is very rewarding to see other people getting better around us. And if you have any questions about this Power Hour or around leading your team to success, Just private message me, text me, get in touch with me on Facebook or send me an email. Because always remember, I am Coach Colin and I am here to help you master your leadership.